Liz, thank you so much for joining us, bringing your wisdom to Intuition, Your First Sense. I appreciate you being willing to come on and share this aspect of communication that I just find fascinating. I love it. I think there's so much depth that can be garnered from it. Uh, so I'm grateful that you had the time and that you would share with us. So do you want to give a little bit of introduction of who you are, what you do, um, what's your fun stuff, any, wherever okay. you want to go? All right. So I am Liz Murdoch. I'm an animal communicator. I specialize in dogs. Dogs are my first love. My passion is, and I find it easiest talking with dogs and their people. And so I've just focused on that. But yes, I talk to other animals. My uh, first knowing was in kindergarten, and I didn't think anything of it. I never really thought anything of it and being intuitive. I knew I was intuitive, you know, like your work uh, in terms of myself, and, and I made decisions on where I wanted to go to college, where I wanted to go to grad school. I've made choices my entire life based on my intuition, mm. and it was a personal thing with my dogs, and it just, like, connected the dots, and it's like, I need to do this, and so... That's why I do it is because I love transforming in the magic of what an animal shares and how people can use that in their relationships. Yeah. But um, it's it, my intuitive sense has been I'm supposed to do this with yeah. the dogs and I will do it until all the doors shut. And whenever I've had um, like doubts or I get like, oh, you know, I feel sort of left out like, well, she's woo woo. Then yeah. I'm like, okay, if I'm not supposed to do this or if I am, I have a sign. Mm -hmm. I, I've always had a sign and an mm -hmm. affirmation. And so on I go. Does the sign, I love that, but do the signs ever come from the animals themselves? Oh gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the animals are the ones who push me the most yeah. because if, if, if I feel like if I'm not going to share what I know from them, then I'm not using my gifts. I'm not, I'm not contributing to society. I really feel that way. Yes. They will say like, I, or I will think of a certain dog and I'm like, God, if I hadn't, if I hadn't shared that, if I hadn't done that, you know, not like I'm the savior of it, but because I know something, it's like, if you see somebody about to walk across the street and get hit by a car, you say, stop, you know, it's that kind of thing. If I can make a difference, it's like, why am I hoarding it or, or pushing it down? And I think that, you know, people who are called to be whatever they do in life, it's, it's a similar kind of thing. It is. I've often found it to be both a magnet, like I've described it as there's a magnet pulling me towards something. And then there's this hand at my back kind of pushing me towards something too, you know, where it's, I don't know about you, but for me, if I have a message um, and I'm meant to give it. I mean, I think right. things pop in and it, that's just for background information or, or whatever. Exactly. But if I'm meant to give it, it won't go anywhere. And it's almost like, I, I need to clear my own headspace. So do you ever, <laughs> do you ever have an animal that is that chatty? I guess that, that oh yeah everyone is different they're like children I used to work with children I'm for many years teaching and they're like children you know they're different and people I, I'm always like on clubhouse if anyone's on clubhouse I'm always advocating well it depends on the dog and it depends on the situation yeah some are very chatty some have big personalities and it's just like the cute dogs on Instagram that you see some are really cute and have bright eyes and like hey and others are just really chill so yeah they they're different in what they say some are very wise some are mm -hmm. sort of silly this dog the other day the woman was like well should I take my dog we had a chat session and, and she 
and I do a medical scan and I say, I can't diagnose, but I can right. tell you what I'm feeling. And she goes, well, do you think I should go to the doctor? And I'm like, well, let me see. And, you know, I'm very cautious about that because I know people are, um, you know, there's a money factor and it, it, it teeters on in my diagnosing. And right. I can't, you know, exactly. so I was like, well, let me see what your dog says. Okay. So the do- I go, I go to the dog and go, what do you think about going to the vet? And the dog goes, well, can we go to that place and I can get that white drink afterwards? And I'm like, so I go to, I tell the woman this, I go, do you go to Starbucks? <laughs> and there's a Starbucks by the vet. Uh-huh. And so the dog didn't really answer like, yes or no. But it was like, you know, it wanted, it was like up for that. I'll go if we go there. I, I'm willing so, to go if there's a pup cup. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, people who have listened to my podcast or who have worked with me know I tell very different things. So it's not like, okay, I'm going to pull this answer out and say, go to Starbucks. Every right. dog would want to go. But yeah, they, they, and, and other dogs will be very heartfelt and they'll say, no, I want more time alone with you on the couch. You mm-hmm. know? So mm-hmm. it, it, it depends on the dog and, and what makes my work. Um, really special to me. And, and I think my clients is that I end it with what does your dog want you to know? And mm-hmm. it's just a free for all. And I get very specific. I tell the dog, help me out here. I want to be really specific. And it, it, it's so touching. Mm. Well, I have found, I mean, I get the sense from the animals. Sometimes I'll get the wording. It, it, for me, it's different, obviously, from species. Um, how chatty they are or not. That's what I found anyway. But it can make me tear up more so than some of the humans I work with because I'm like, you're just so amazing. Like, you're so smart. I'm a huge animal lover anyway. But the the vast knowledge that's there that maybe just isn't known yet that that intelligence is there. And like the work you're doing, I think helps to educate literally that there's this depth available to all sentient beings. Um, but you know, there's stuff you can do too. the communication that's possible. And I love that you also help people to understand this. Um, and so it's, it, 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 literally makes my heart blow up when we're walking or something and there's a little you know somebody chatting or I love when they tell on their parents like their pet parents like I I love when you know I'm just out for a walk and they're like I'm like okay honey first of all (laughs) your owner may not know that you can do kind of like I said babies in the store yeah, you know, they're waving to Yeah, yeah, and I usually use that they know a nana that's why they're talking to me so yeah I read on your on your site too that you when you were younger you were doing the training with the dog too and that just fascinates me because training is so much about communication and energy and body position and and then there's this intuitive part of it so like what was that like I know it's kind of hard to ask that to answer well I'm not going to answer for you but like when it's just part of how you're wired, you know, sometimes it's hard to. I think so. So I, I have a daughter and I remember taking her to one of those, you know, little baby play groups. And there was a little boy who was throwing the The kids were throwing balls and this kid was throwing the ball like, oh, my gosh. And we were like, what's the deal here? I mean, he was like a, a major league baseball player, the way he, his form, everything. And he was about a year and a half. And his mom was laughing and said his uncle is a pitcher. And so I do think that we all have things that are innate to us. Yes. And for me, 
the dog thing definitely is. And so when I started doing dog training, it was like a game. And I do think that it is more like um, a bond. And I realized one time that that leash is that conduit and how we even hold the leash and what mm-hmm. kind of leash that I pick. Am I comfortable with the leash? I don't, you know, I have three dogs. I've always had dogs and I'm least familiar. And there are leashes. I can go into a store and look at a leash and think, oh, that's so cute. And then I put it in my hand, like, ooh, I don't yeah. like this. I don't like how it feels, you know, I, 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 you know, and so I think what's happening now, I call it a, a, a dog communication revolution that's going on, that we are acknowledging doggy body language that sort of started this last year and the books were coming out and then the buttons. I've seen those. So, yeah. The dogs that press buttons, if anyone hasn't seen it, sorry with hunger for words, but um, Bastion and Bruce, if you want to look any of these up, uh, what about Bunny? You can see bunny. dogs press. I follow Bunny. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so they press the buttons, right? And it, and it treat, but it's more than that. Right. It's now, you know, do you want this? The dogs are saying yes or no, and they're going deeper in that shows understanding, and it's not just um, the dogs training the people for what they sure. want. So I think that it's changing, and for me as a kid, um, it was very normal, and kids often don't question, like the little boy throwing the baseball. You know, they're just we're just doing what comes naturally. Where our inclination is, the kids who just wanted color versus the ones who want to swim. Mm-hmm. And for me, the dog thing came easily. And I remember standing in the um, dog training ring at the fair. And I was like, oh, we didn't win anything. And they were calling ribbons. And, you know, that was in the days where we weren't all getting ribbons like <laughs> kids do today. Thankfully. So I, I, they called a bunch of names and gave out ribbons. So I, I guess I'm not getting one. I don't think I had one blue ribbon before in something else, but I was really young and I, you know, I didn't, they didn't mean much to me. So I didn't get called for a ribbon at the county fair. And I remember looking down at my dog thinking, well, I thought we did pretty well. And so I was like, wow okay but that was it and then they called my name and i'd gotten the blue ribbon and i was like oh and everyone went crazy because i was the littlest i was the littlest person i was the only child in this huge massive dog training ring but we were good and it didn't even go to my head i mean i talk about it because i think it shows that kids can handle a dog now you have to be safe but yeah the teaching aspect and the, and the idea of practicing and, you know, 10, 15 minutes a day in consistency made an impact with my dog. And, I, and so then I was fascinated by him. And I remember at one point I took it, we were tennis players in our house, the laundry basket full of tennis balls. And so my dog loved tennis balls, like many do. So I took a Sharpie and I put a circle on his tennis ball and I put it in a bag in, in the laundry basket filled with all the tennis balls that my parents used for practice and I the garage was empty and I threw the whole basket up in the air and he went and he found the first ball he brought me was the one with the tennis ball Mm. was with the black dot and yeah that's like yeah dogs do that but this was a dog with no training he hadn't been um, guided to do that it was just a kid saying I want to see what happens Mm -hmm. but it showed to me looking back that I had that awareness and curiosity about communicating with my dog and his ability that there was more to him than just time to feed the dog. Mm-hmm. And because I know about that and I experienced it, I want to share it. You know, there's what, 65 million dog homes or something, you know, say 64% of the people are like, okay, forget this. I don't want to do it. But if there's a handful of people yeah. that are interested, it, it makes the shift. It's impacted my life. And I've, mm-hmm. I've help people with it so yeah as a kid that's that's was my experience Mm -hmm. 
And I love that you're bringing this information in a way that is, I feel multifaceted, like someone can chat with you, they can do a session if that's what they're looking for, but you're also teaching Mm -hmm. because as the energy goes up and as frequency raises and we become more comfortable with our own intuition, I think that's a lot of it. You you start looking around when people start realizing, oh, I might actually have a little bit of that knowing inside of me. It's not it's not, you know, just for special people, if you will. It's it's you you can make that connection and it's just much more affirming, I think, and that that connectivity that's there. And then there's so much joy in that. Yeah, there can be sadness, you know, but most of the time it's joyful because the animals I find have wonderful senses of humor. Um, and I like the ones that are kind of like, like I have a rabbit and he's, he's free roam and I call him, he, he's like that little old man who is kind of comogeny, but then can be really funny, you know? So he's the perfect blend, perfect animal, <laughs> perfect pet. If you ask me, <laughs> he's quiet. They're talking about rabbits a lot more. I think so. Yeah. Well, you know, he's quiet and he uses a box. Like, it's perfect. Yeah. He, but the the individual, the individuality, and then, like, like I said, the stuff that you're bringing, because people have asked me to teach them to do animal communication. And I can communicate with the animal, but to teach you to do it, because we all do it differently, and it's not my focus. That's why I got so excited, you know, when I <laughs> got in contact because I love saying, oh, you know who you need to work with? Go work with Liz. You know, well, the thing is, is that when, like, if you were to tune in to, you know, or anyone, somebody who's intuitive and people are much more comfortable talking about it for business. They talk about it all the time, but trust the gut, the business, yeah. top CEOs tune into their gut. There's science studies on that. So we're just catching up with the animals, I think. But somebody who's never had a dog who is intuitive may tune into a dog and they might get information, but they don't trust it yet. They don't know how to make Mm. sense of it. You know, it's like even the dogs on the buttons, when they press walk, you know, the inclination is to think, oh, that dog wants to go for a walk down the street. And it's like, if you look at the context and what's go- what's been going on, sometimes the, when the dog presses walk, it means get up and walk to the fridge to get me a treat. <laughs> and I think because I have so much experience with dogs that I can be very um, discerning that when I'm telling a client I'm getting walk, I will go to the dog and say, okay, please help me be specific. Show me the context. What do you mean by right. walk? Because when we clear out our um, preconceived ideas, then a walk or a treat suddenly becomes the yellow treat. And then I say, oh, what other treats do you have? Oh, there's a brown treat. Oh, I have a stomach ache. Oh, I think the brown treats have something. And then the person will go, oh, yeah, he's been spitting those up. I'm like, oh, I feel really sick. No, he likes the yellow treats. Mm-hmm. Then I, am ex- I can filter my intuitive knowings and messages through sort of a dog world and make sure that when I'm handing it to the person, I'm giving them something that they can use without saying, Oh, you shouldn't do this anymore. You know, Mm -hmm. it's just trying to say, translate, Mm -hmm. this is what I'm getting. And this is how I'm feeling. Cause when I'm feeling nauseous, 
typically I'll say, do you notice gurgling with your dog? Or have you noticed your dog spitting up? Or I'll say these things. They're like, oh, yes. And it's usually the one thing that I'm getting. And so I, I suggest to people that, you know, when they say, oh, I had an animal communication session and it was too general. It's like, okay, well, maybe, you know, start fresh and, and see what your expectations are and then tell the person, you know, I don't really want to know so much about, you know, okay, that's enough on favorite things. Yeah. I really want to know about a, a certain situation and, sure. and let them know because, you know, dogs can like people ramble on or show other things. Yeah. So you, I, we want to align it. Yeah. Yeah. And that is, is helpful given any people that your people that you're working with and the animals that mm-hmm. to have like some kind of goal, if you will, or some kind of target that, you know, come in with your intention, come in with what you need to know so that we can also use our time that we have together to the highest for everybody that's involved. Because I don't think enough is said, and maybe I need to talk about this more, about how much information can come through when you open up to the intuitive connection and each person's going to read differently as well. So you're also working with, well, where's their skill set and you know, what's their, what's their love too. I think just like the little kid who can throw the ball like that. And you're like, Whoa, you know, we, we each have our own, like GPS system and, and how it works best. So being able to learn some of the skills you said translate, but I think it's also transferable. Like you teach, it feels to me anyway, that you teach people better how to read their individual little bundle of joy Mm -hmm. Um, because they, it can be so different. Like my partner has four cats and every one of them, like when I go over, I'm like, he's like, why do they just follow you around? And I'm like, they're all yelling at me. Like, and you yeah. know what he didn't do this week? And he doesn't feed us the way you feed us. And I literally, I have said to them, all of you knock it off and, you know, have them line up. And now they all line up politely. Well, one of them still bites me, but um, like they just, I feel like that is and you can you know weigh in here because you absolutely do the training and stuff like i feel like that kind of awareness can be taught like you know like by paying attention like stop and pay attention so. definitely yeah i yeah i did a post on instagram about that you know the first thing is is yourself and, and i know you teach that and you know and that's really important is that it, don't go to your dog or any or, you know whatever intuitive situation you're trying to work on and have any preconceived ideas or be scattered <laughs> you have to be fully present yeah. you have to know how you can get fully present and how you can tune it out and that's where coaching or, or, or practice helps and you know you when looking for the right intuitive coach whether it's to talk to an animal or working with yourself and whatever business is that you want someone who's going to help you, like you said, ha- know what you want to work. Because, you know, client number one, or person number one might want to say, I need help in, you know, receiving the messages. I'm not getting anything. Yeah. Okay, well, let's talk about that. Oh, it's your frustration that you're getting pictures and you think you should get hearing. Right. Next, next person. Not everyone gets it from that sense. Right. And then there's also, 
you know, going deeper. It's like, well, all I get is a ball. It's like, okay, well, ask the dog why the ball is important. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, you know, it, what else? I used to do interviews on radio with people. And, you know, you never ask a yes or no question. Tell me more. Why is it important? Mm-hmm. Show me. And I'll ask the dog that. Show me. Mm-hmm. So learning those um, tools and, and tips, I think, makes a difference to build the confidence to keep going and, mm-hmm. and practicing. And that, you know, somebody once was practicing with one of my dogs and said, um, oh, yeah, this dog says mom does such and such. And I'm like, my dogs wouldn't call me mom. Mm-hmm. I, I, I never say so. Right. I thought, she's not tuning into my dog. She's maybe getting some things, but, you know, as a as somebody doing it, if you want to do it with other dogs, make sure you get the wording right. Yeah. Of what you're what the animal is telling you, and if you're not sure, then you can say, "I'm still trying to figure this out." Right. Right. And and to that's the part about I think the um, learning, and it, it is a learning, and it's a practice mm-hmm. to create that space between what you're receiving and your own stuff. They, you know, really creating that energy space, that distance. Like sometimes people say, well, don't I have to be completely in there? And I'm like, well, no, because if you're completely in there, you're going to skew the results. You know, it's like being in a laboratory and putting in what you want the outcome to be. Like it's none of your business. (laughs) Like, yeah, I've, I've seen practice groups where people, someone will post a picture, you know, on Facebook or something and say, can someone tune into my and then people will say well i'm just starting um i think she wants a different kind of cat food it's like that's not tuning into the cat right the cat would be saying oh my stomach feels bloated from the food or oh i see an image of this big pile of food i did uh, with somebody i said oh i think it's too much let me ask the dog and and like yeah it's too much and then the dog likes this there's a smaller dish you know it's just describing Mm -hmm. not prescribing or or even interpreting because it's up to the dog's person to make sense of it i've never been in their house when i used to teach they used to say um there are certain things we can't advise people to do like if a child were to say, if there's a fire in my house, which door should I run out? Well, I don't know their house. Right. Those are questions that people need to discuss at home. Maybe they should go out the front door, maybe the back door. That's a family thing. And the same thing with understanding our dogs. There are things that I can just say, you want to get out or, or your dog is showing me this and, and wants to know the answer to such and such mm-hmm. that maybe a vet can help or maybe mm-hmm. your nutritionist. I don't know, but somebody else can mm-hmm. help figure this out. Mm-hmm. And I, it's encouraging to hear that because I've been doing this for 21 years, this intuitive didn't know what the heck it was thing and then figured it out. Um, and then, you know, love what I do. I have stuck really to my own ethical lines around stuff like that. And other people would say to me, well, this reader said this, this, and this, and they were much more specific. And I'm like, but I'm not in charge of your life. Like, I, There's accountability here and it's joyful to have that accountability. So like when you're helping someone develop their own intuitive sense, like then, then they get to feel giddy even about the fact that they, oh, wait a minute, you're, you're right that I can um, pick up the images so much stronger. And I was trying to make myself clairaudient 
when my my vision sends, geez, it's right there. Yeah, get really strong on the vision and then let the audio sense right. and open up. What may, whether it's just it's not there yet or it's stress trying to make it happen, follow what's strongest and just let that go. Yeah, it's that whole comparison thing. That yeah. other person in class saw something. Okay, but I can't be. And one of my exactly. friends is gifted in that area. So... What what is for you the most fun, I guess, aspect of what you get to do? I love talking with the dogs and I just I, I love tuning in. Hi, I'm Liz. I want to find out what you want to tell your people, but I want to start with your favorite things. You know, I and then they start showing me things and I'm like, oh, wow, because it's so different. They they can be so wise in what they say. They are it. it, it I think it's weird if an animal shows me, I go, oh, wow, there's a cellophane t- wrapper that you use. Oh, yeah, that's the treats I just opened yesterday. I, I mean, how, how do I know that? Right. I, I just, I'm fascinated by what happens. And then, you know, when I can help someone with an animal crossing over, I mm. just had a client over the weekend and, and it started with, is your animal in pain? And I'm like, yeah, she is actually. Oh, is it her time? I'm like, is it your time? And those are really like sacred conversations and, and the animal's like no it's not and I was like oh gosh now what do we do and right. so what, what came from it it was an hour session and we brought, ended up bringing in the another dog that was in the household was that this dog basically wanted a girl's weekend over the weekend and oh my gosh it was just so it was like heartwarming but the person I was speaking with knew what the animal meant by what I was saying and it was aligning with the different choices that she was considering. Well, maybe I should do this. Should I do this. Should I call this vet? And I was in the dog saying, well, there's another vet. She goes, yeah, there is another vet who I like. I'm like, well, you know, so she was able to piece together what she wanted to do that changed the whole outcome of those days. And, you know, I've never had a dog and I'm sure there's someone probably wondering, well, can you tell like how many days left? No, I do not believe that I have that ability as a psychic to predict nor do I have an experience that would make me think that a dog would say it's you know what I have had is I want to do this for a couple days or can we just have some time this afternoon they give me specifics like that and then the rest is I believe is free will and the choice between the person and the Mm -hmm. dog same with a lost dog Mm -hmm. you can't predict you can't Mm-hmm. say this is what I, I I shouldn't say you can't I can't mm-hmm. I have never had that experience about predicting I would agree because the feeling that I get I've always said they're more evolved than we are <laughs> um but they get us to take care of them so there's some major intelligence there uh, but I have often felt like I my 17 year old cat recently I, I released her and um, I have often felt when I tap into other animals of other people's, not a time element, you know, so it's more like an experiential or more like um, not necessarily a bucket list, but there's that joyful thing that they have that they want to experience maybe one more time. Um, and then you know, I've always I have said to people, you know when they say I put my animal down and I said, well, actually, I had animals say they're being released. So that's the terminology I use is thank you for releasing me because they get kind of excited about that next 
go round or, you know, whatever yeah. they're going to be doing. Um, and it's just, I think it allows them when you consider this, maybe you're not at the point where you are the one, you know, if you're listening to this, that you want to do that communication or feel like you even can do that communication. But there's an ability to create a partnership with, you know, your animals and and to build on that dynamic of um, intelligence that's there. And like when, when I took my cat in, uh, well, arranged to have her go in, by looking at her, you would say, well, she's probably got a little bit longer to go. But she was like, listen, I'm complete. <laughs> and, you know, so I could honor that even if I wanted her here, um, which I've always done with my animals. I know, of course I want to keep them longer. But that partnership, I feel like it allows um, for an honoring of their soul and their process, which I think can help with the grief. You still have to, we have to make those decisions. We are the contracted employee. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that, you know, you're, you're right that not everyone is going to become an animal communicator or do it every day. But I think what people do want or are, are craving is that ability to know when you have to make tough decisions yeah. or you have to make choices even more simple as should I get another dog? Yeah. People have a yearning to get another dog sometimes. Oh, then they'll be friends. And I'm like, well, you know, does your wife want you to have another wife? That They don't always want to have another dog. Some of them do, and they're fine. But no, it's it's trusting when you have to make decisions about the care of your dog. And that's where I think that even some of the more um, basic level animal communication in knowing what, like, when is your animal's time? And that those bucket lists are helpful because when they're in a moment of joy, the person can then also see, oh, wait, I can see, though, that you're not so comfortable. Yeah. And they, they trust their knowing senses. Not that I've always sent people to do a bucket list, but sometimes it's just go sit in the rocking chair. Yeah. She wants to sit in the sunshine and then um, things become clear or the animal just passes away. But I think being able to trust our intuition, whether or not we study it much, is helpful in knowing how to make a care decision at any stage of the dog's life because mm -hmm. they come up should we do this treatment yes or no should I go to the vet yes or no mm -hmm. if I can help people tune into that and make mm -hmm. those decisions I think that makes it that makes a shift for the dog well and it may even be that opening because you know how sometimes people do things for their animals they won't necessarily do for themselves yeah you know so maybe they'll walk the dog because the dog needs it, but they wouldn't take themselves on a walk, right? Exactly. Oh, that's proven. And people who walk their dogs live longer, too. Yeah. Well, it's so much fun, you know, That except for checking the P-mail. I'm like, okay, you've checked it enough. Let's go. Because my partner has a 14-year-old Roddy. And I'm like, girlfriend, like <laughs> we have created some manners for her. Um, so, but it feels, it, it occurs to me, actually, that the sometimes when we're doing it for someone else or another thing that we love we might relax a little bit the person and then that intuitive ability becomes you know like it's kind of like a ripple effect you're going to use it in other areas of your life too and you know when you learn to trust and maybe your animal is the partner in that maybe your animal is helping you 
to, you know, call this person to learn how to listen to your intuition because they're like sitting there going, lady, <laughs> you could pick up on a lot more and have more calmness if you did this. See, they are smarter than we are. Yeah. Yeah. I, and that's another good point is just the confidence and that, oh, wow, I really am getting this. This is really what I'm getting. And I, you made me think of like Steve, I guess it's the, what, the daily Steve, the cat that presses and he calls her lady. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. He'll say, he'll press a button, lady catnip or lady out. And, and she says, no, Steve, not now. It's very funny. Yeah. And you can see the humor too between the different relationships the animals have. Some are funny and some are more, you know, matter of fact. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, the confidence is a big thing because some people are, are yeah, they know mm -hmm. and they just want validation because they've never been in a situation where someone has validated like, okay yeah you know what your dog wants yeah. it's okay you're yeah. right yeah you don't understand it there's a lot of things in life i don't understand certain things that have mm -hmm. you know just life that that's mm -hmm. that's a life experience I mm -hmm. and i think it can bring like a settling in a in a calming way also Definitely. you know too because then you start to maybe trust your own intelligence or you trust your heart or you just learn to trust which is not the easiest thing on the planet to do have you ever wondered where your soul is? How you can be in touch with it? How you can use it and communicate with it with your human senses as well as your intuition? I wondered this for a long time and as I practiced and learned how to do it, I have now created a course that you can take that is self-guided along with some live events with me that can help you to connect to your soul as well. And to use this amazing collaboration between your human self and your soul to empower your life, to create what you'd like to have, and most importantly, to be able to feel that you belong, that you are amazing, and then what would you like to do with that in the world? So head on over to the website, vickybaird.com, check it out and sign up, and let me know if you need any help. So when you work with someone and their <laughs> and their dog, or I know you do other animals too, but primarily with the dog, like does the information that you're receiving about the whole picture enter into the training? I'm going to try and make this make sense in the way that it's downloading into my head right now. Like I have this picture of you in a class, um, and you know the people with their dogs with them and getting the sense of the each individual communication style of the person i guess the, do the people ever match their animals you know how <laughs> the, the, they'll say you start to look like your animals which i'm a little concerned because mine's a lop i don't want i don't want long ears my nose to twitch all the time but like is there ever a similarity between like the personality and the intuitive ability of the person and their animal? Like, are you, do you ever see that? Sometimes, sometimes, but you know, I have three dogs and in some ways they're similar Two are the same breed. They're different colors. They came at different times and the other one's a little thing, but so it's sort of like kids. I had a friend who said, you know, she had her first child and she goes, I'm the best mom on the planet. She was all confident. She knew her child, da, da, da. she had number child number two. And she's like, Oh, what's this? I got it you know she had to pivot a little bit and it's like one and two and then she had child number three and she's like oh i have no clue what i'm doing with parenting 
And I think that dogs can be like that, that they're, that they are different, um, from their, their people and that, um, they can, they can mirror or replicate, um, a similarity based on living together, um, or personalities. But my experience and belief has not been that dogs are in their lives to teach them a certain thing just for a reason. Some people do believe that. I think uh, the paths have crossed and we can tune in and get information maybe today and then tomorrow because we might not. Um, so no, I don't think that I, I would say sometimes, sometimes, mm-hmm. sometimes people are a lot like their dogs, but other times, mm-hmm. no, they have, um, different things that they may be working out, mm-hmm. you know, law of attraction, they can be attracted, whatever. Um, but I think that a dog has its personality and the person does, and it's, they have to come together to try and, um, connect and understand each other. I actually agree. Um, I, I, I wasn't setting you up there. I was just like, how do I say this in a way that I still don't think it probably sounded or made much sense, but the way it was coming through was like this, um, maybe it's more that the the attraction of it because i really believe they they choose us we might be the ones that say okay come live with me because we do have to have that you know choice we do have that choice but i've i've often at least in my own experience when the animals show up like leah who just was recently released she was the best trade i ever did because my older stepson moved home he brought her with him and she was like only like seven weeks old at the time and we already had three cats and the whole nine yards right and he moved out the next day and I said, my husband's like, she's got to go. You got to find her a home. I said, ah, she's supposed to be here. Um, like he was just the UPS driver um, to bring, yeah. get her here. And she was sassy. Um, and she was just so different than any other cat. I, I had always had the, you know, kind of easygoing males. And she was a torty with her own <laughs> opinions and everything. And she just like the best girl ever. And, but I knew for whatever reason she was in our home. I, I didn't believe that she was there to teach me something or the, the other kids or anything like that. It was more like, Oh, this is where you are in your soul's journey. And this is where I am on my soul's journey. And mm-hmm. oh look, we intersect and yeah. you know, we can, let's see what we do together. Let's see what we get into. Um, and she just, and they can teach us something for sure. But yeah, I don't think their sole reason is to be here to teach us. But but people, other people feel differently. And so that's also another thing is when you are, as a listener, anyone to this conversation, you're looking for whether it's an intuitive coach or a, a group to work with or an animal communicator, it's finding the people that you are ready to align with and you're open to um, their perspective. Mm-hmm. And I think it is helpful to explore perspectives to figure out what is true Mm -hmm. for you and where you are. Well, certainly, because that's how we expand ourselves, right? Like it's, if you only do like your lane, if you only pay attention to what you believe to true, be true, like the, where's the expansion? Like where's the, where's the learning and that you use the word curiosity earlier and that, I think our souls are so curious. They just want to learn, 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 learn. And the the method of being open to learn from 
anywhere, you know, the animals, the trees, the earth, the other humans, um, all of it. Sometimes my head gets a little too excited because I'm like, I just want to learn everything (laughs) Um, about how we communicate energetically and, and how we get the information. And I love that you said I don't know. Well, like I get the wrapper on the thing, how it just yeah. I knows that. So I have a thought about energy. So you know how DNA in our, has information yeah. in a, inside a person? So I had this sort of revelation the other day that I thought, oh my gosh, energy has information stored in it. And I never thought much about it because I can see energy outside. And I, I, if anyone's seen the movie, um, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, where Mike TV is transported and his body turns into colorful dots. I think energy is sort of like that, but I'm just realizing that energy has information in it. I don't know if anyone studied it, but that that's why we can get a knowing sense sometime about energy because there is, and I think that's why dogs, when they can see whether that person's going to have a diabetic seizure or this one is going to have epilepsy or they can tell the difference. It's like, there's got to be something in energy. Mm-hmm. that has information in it mm-hmm. and that is my new and I think it's fascinating and, and maybe that's also where this knowing sense comes from that I might be interpreting energy from a dog to mean that it's sick versus energy even if I'm blindfold I don't even see the dog and somebody describes this dog to me and I tune into it and I get an energy knowing sense I'm like oh dog number two I'm getting that it has, you know, digested some, it's, it feels nauseous or dog number three, my neck hurts. Mm. And there's gotta be something in the energy around the dog that I'm receiving. that gives me that information. I think it's interesting. I'm I, I completely agree because that, um, the way it comes in, it's already formed, you know, uh-huh. it, it comes in with the information enclosed so yeah you know it's like not just the thought form it's got all the components of consciousness so it's almost like sometimes I feel like if you've ever worked with html and you drag that in and then all of a sudden a picture shows up right like I feel like this is how it works in that there's the coding right that you look at and you're like well that's gobbled somebody might look at and go that's gobbledygook Mm -hmm. um and somebody else is like oh no that's a video that's a picture that's there and here's the information there's the color this is what it tastes like that's what it smells like and it's just like what is your meaning anybody's individual processor (laughs) you know able to discern from that information that's been been translated over and it's like different frequencies have different feelings and it's that it's just so nuanced it's just so subtle like it's it's not often it's not just you know like that cosmic two by four (laughs) bangs you over the head well, I think practice, though, can make it so sometimes yes. it's not so subtle. I Because, you know, people, we say, oh, gosh, did you feel the bad energy in that house or, you know, that person? Or it's like, you can walk into a room. What happened in this room? Yeah. It's like, there's this a certain kind of energy. So, yes, I, I think sometimes it is pretty powerful. And other times, like when people say, oh, I don't know what my dog is thinking. I can't get anything because it's not as strong like you were saying. Yeah. Oh, I agree. I think the practice... I've joked that 
it starts out subtle. Well, sometimes there's an opening. Sometimes there's a boom, you know, and here's here's a skill set that you might have. But I've, I've often felt from my own communication with my guides and everything that, wait a minute, there's some intelligence to this that you spend the time working with it, that you practice, that you put in the effort because one, that is validating of yourself, but two, because I think it like weeds out <laughs> those that might want it to be, I'm going to try and not sound like a snob here, but it, that it like a circus act or something, you oh, know? Yeah. Well, the skeptics, you know, they just, oh, just show me. And it's yeah. like, well, why, why would an animal or, or anything want to tell you that it, it's hurting if you're not going to do anything about it? Yeah. Yeah. You no, know, it's not just a show and it, it's, it's a waste of energy. Um, but I can see some people are just uncomfortable too. Yeah. Thinking that it's real. It scares them. Yeah. I mean, I, I started out as the original skeptic. I mean, I thought when you croak, you croak, there's no more. And then my mother passed and I joked that I think she hit me in the head on the way out and, you know, said, go ahead and do that stuff you did as a kid that we didn't like. Um, and we told you to knock it off um, and go ahead and use it. And then it's like everything started to pop from there. And I was like, I am losing my mind as I'm you know, raising these three kids and working and everything. So there can be an element of I don't know what it is. Intuitively, this is still intuitive. I feel right. a little nervous or scared about this. So no, thank you. Instead of, you know, kind of leaning into it and saying, well, that's why I like to teach in fun and, and say, yes, there's all reverence for this. But I also think it's about joy. I think it's about, you know, being curious and like, hang on, what is that thing that's happening? Like, okay, I got past the point of this is what happens. Now I have questions. I've often said I feel for the who, whoever the soul is that greets me when I cross. They're going to be like, oh, Lordy, I can't take her anymore. Because I'm going to be like, hang on, I have one more question. Just I'll get to that life review, but I have one more question. Um, because there's a wonderment in intuition. And I just think in animal communication, it's all the same gift ability energy, everything. I just think the wonderment around animal communication is just such a gift of healing, of the, I don't know how to express it. I think because they're just so freaking adorable. And if we can help. They, well, and they can, I mean, they can help us. I think it's about being heard mm. also is that, you know, many people, you know, I've certainly had that experience where we're not hurt and we just want to be hurt. It's not that you have to agree with me, but it's like, can I just tell you how much I really like watermelon or something? And, and someone might be, you know, it's, it's, we like to be hurt. It's validated. And it's like when we can validate an animal or see, you know, encouragement. I mean, I've had, I've had a dog here. It's like, you're doing great. Like, <laughs> Thank you, honey. And so, you know, but, but the bigger items that they share with us that are meaningful, that help us make sense of our life and when things don't go our way and an animal can say yeah well tell me about it you know i had a heck of a time at the shelter but there was a really nice woman there so you know a dog and dogs have told me that who've been in you know research studies is that they have described the people who've been 
kind to them. Mm -hmm. And when they can have that graciousness and show resilience, Mm -hmm. it's like, even when we're having a tough day, it's like, oh yeah, I remember that nice lady at the grocery store who was so kind, you know, just the little things that encourage us. And the dogs share, have they share that kind of thing with me all the time. And I just, and, and when they share it with their people and can give specifics, it just, I think it gives them a little something that helps them, you know, get through difficult times or make sense of mm-hmm. what's going on with their dog. You know, dogs have bad days too. Yeah. Well, it's all about communication, isn't it? Like when you said feeling heard, it's like the it's it's about communicating and and wanting to communicate, taking the time to slow down and really hear what's going on inside, but also with whatever beings that you're communicating with. Like I have a full on conversation with the plants I have in this place, you know, when I'm watering them and stuff. So it's helped me to feel less alone um, and to also feel like I'm contributing. So it's, it's this beautiful, I think, circle. I don't believe we are all one, but I do believe we contribute to one energy and, you know, to be able to say um, just that little bit of um, appreciation and, you know, just the, the playfulness that's I think is available through animals. I have so enjoyed this conversation uh, because sometimes, you know, I don't know if you experience this, but sometimes I sit here and I'm like, I'd really love to have these deeper conversations about stuff. And, but is anybody, I, I don't feel this in a woo deficit anymore way. I used to, but is anybody really going to get it when I say, yeah, when that thing comes in and it does that thing and, and, and it goes like this and the other person's like, yeah, it's like, that's so fun. It's fun. Well, yeah. I think people, we haven't been able to talk like this or comfortable or really, I think some people have had bits and pieces of awareness, but they haven't um, been able to piece it into, um, sentence or an experience to describe yeah. and maybe that's a benefit of COVID we've had all this a long time we mm-hmm. we we're more open to it I think in understanding these uh, weird moments of connection and understanding that we mm-hmm. may not have ignored in the busyness of our previous world lifestyle and now that everything has slowed down and, and gradually opening up and changing and people are like should I wear a mask no you know we're forced to go into our heads a little bit more and say, okay, well, what do I think? And how do I decide anyway and make mm-hmm. sense of this? And that's where our feelings and our intuition starts to come up because mm-hmm. we have to make tough choices. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I, I, I think it's just, like I said, a, a dog communication revolution is, is really ha- starting to happen. And I'm hoping, and I think that it's going to get there. I feel like it is. I feel like the I agree with you. I've called them the gifts of COVID. The connectiveness to self is maybe spending some time with self. Um, I feel like has helped us to for those who want to. I said in the beginning of it, those who want to excel in this are going to do really well. Um, those who say, "Okay, what's this about?" I don't know if I particularly love it today, um, but what is this about? Because there is a gift in knowing how you're wired, what you think, what you like. Like, do you even like broccoli or are you just eating it because somebody said it was good for you? Like those decisions 
they seem so innocuous, but they end up being what reconnects you to yourself. Um, and, and then I think that helps us to look outside and say, I really do want to connect. I mean, look at all the people getting out in nature, which I think is raising people's vibrations too. Um, you know, connecting with nature. And it's like, you guys don't even know you've been Swiffered this whole time by the trees. Um, and, you know, they're taking this stuff off and that's raising vibration. And, and more people are like, okay, well, what is this knowing I have? Um, or what is it that I... I do want to know about myself. I think there's more of a curiosity about wanting to know who we are, which hopefully will help with that comparison thing. Um, you know, yeah. Comparison yeah. doesn't help. No. In, no. Unless it motivates you to say, I'm going to figure out what I can do. You yeah. know, is my, is my knowing sense stronger than my audio um, abilities to receive hearing? You know, that, that's okay. If, if, if comparing is going to help motivate you to go figure out what's right for you, right. then it can be used for good. Absolutely. The inspiration to, to, you know, kick it up a notch um, or to allow yourself to feel like, well, maybe I could do that. Because I know people will say to me, well, you can do it. And I said, woman, I started off trying to figure out why my face was blowing up with allergies and everything else. And I had to figure out the physical thing. And it led me to, I don't think this is physical. I think this is some, I had like no frame of reference for it. So that's my point to like practicing and connecting and um, giving it time giving it, giving yourself time to learn and then expanding it wherever your interest is. Like, is it in animal communication? Is it in angels? Is it in spirit guides? Is it in your business? Is it, who cares? It's all the same fun pool. Get in here and enjoy it. Exactly. <laughs> that's, that's true. Yeah. So, well, thank you. Can you, uh, I'm going to, we're going to put it in show notes, but can you let, because I love the name of your website. Can you tell people how to get a hold of you? So I've got whatyourdogwants.com. Mm -hmm. So you can find all of the information there. Um, I use talking with the dogs on Instagram. A lot of people are comfortable uh, seeing the daily posts that I do and the fun things. Okay. So um, yeah, and I'm on Clubhouse and I've got, I've got the classes and all. So come join, whether you want a little introductory session, um, I'm happy to help answer questions and get people moving along into their intuition and knowing what their dogs. Wonderful. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed this. Um, and if, you know, we can help in any way or uh, you want to chat again, reach out and we'll have you on if there's a specific subject or anything that you want to go for. And um, we usually freeform these first ones and then follow up from there. So thank you very much. Okay. I'm happy to if this is something you feel would be beneficial to you, feel free to pop on over to the website, vickybaird.com, V-I-C-K-I-B-A-I-R-D.com, or at Coach Vicky Baird on all the social platforms.